So Money Episode 1083, discussing women's specific financial planning needs with Lacey Garcia, founder and CEO of financial startup Willow. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Prior to the pandemic, unemployment rate for women was lower than men. Now it's the opposite. Women are, you know, reports are showing that women are bearing much more of the burden when it comes to childcare and homeschooling. Welcome to So Money, everybody. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. One of the hottest issues right now coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic, one of the most sobering issues, I should say, is that women are being disproportionately impacted by the burdens that the pandemic has created. For example, women are bearing more of the brunt of childcare. They're the ones more likely to step away from their jobs to teach their children, to take care of their children. As someone who's been covering female breadwinners for the better part of a decade, I'm wondering now for taking Taking any steps backwards. My guest and I today tackle this and then some. Lacey Garcia is here. She is the daughter of a Cuban refugee who says her money mindset was shaped very early on. And throughout her life, as she pursued a career in education and financial services and personally providing for her family financially, she was able to connect with women in particular to help them understand and achieve their money goals. She is the founder and CEO today of Willow, a company that is on a mission to financially empower women throughout their life journeys. Whether you're experiencing divorce, you're approaching retirement, or you want general family planning advice, Willow is a virtual technology platform and community of financial experts that offer candid conversations and financial advice. Lacey and I discuss the unique set of challenges when it comes to navigating life's events as a woman, her thoughts on the pandemic and whether it's really going to leave a lasting negative impact on women's professional lives, financial lives. Here's Lacey Garcia. Lacey Garcia, welcome to So Money. Farnoosh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm delighted to be here. I really admire how beautifully you inspire people, especially women, to you know speak candidly about their relationship with money and the challenges they face and to take control of their financial lives. Wow, that is really generous, especially coming from you. You have an entire company that is designed to help women with their money. It's called Willow and the website is trustwillow.com. You're the founder and the CEO and how you arrived at this venture, obviously uh, a lot of uh, personal narrative behind this, which I want to dive into. But while I've got you on this podcast, I think it's really great to have you on the show right now with everything that's going on, COVID-related, recession-related. We're hearing, and I'm sure you're very close to this story as well, about how women are being uh, more affected by the troubles that are happening. W- more women are taking time out of the workforce to care for their families. Um, it seems like a lot of the progress that women are making on the career front, we're taking a few steps back as a result of this pandemic and what it has really meant for our country and how it's been impacting families. You're probably seeing this in real time through your business and through your community. And I just would love to hear from you about you know, what your thoughts are on this. Do you really feel like we're going backwards? Can we recover advice? Whatever your thoughts are. 
No, Farnoosh, um, you know, unfortunately, you are so right that women have been disproportionately impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. Financial stress, anxiety, fear, depression, we know all the other suicide, divorce, everything is on the rise. And, you know, a lot of the gains made prior, it's it's a lot of people are questioning, you know, how much we've we've had to move back. You know, prior to the pandemic, unemployment rate for women was lower than men. Now it's the opposite. Women are, you know, reports are showing that women are bearing much more of the burden when it comes to childcare and homeschooling. And to your point, more um, of women's longer term career prospects are at risk with the fact that, you know, either they've lost their job, their industry, or they're going to be forced to remain out of the workforce for longer because they are going to be caring for their children who will not be returning to school in the fall. You know, especially hit hard too is also, you know, the sandwich generation. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can speak to that with a mother with cancer and a young son. You know, so many women who are, are already juggling careers now with homeschooling, the, the 15 hours a week on average that it's estimated we've taken over of domestic labor, plus, you know, worrying about and caring for our parents who, you know, the anxiety of thinking about the fact that their lives are at stake. You know, we're worried about our children's futures being at stake. And, you know, at times where we should be really able to be focused on our careers, it's really very challenging. And, and not to mention, if you're married, the added stress and pressure that that's putting on marriages. So, yes, we are seeing an increase in, you know, kind of the need for the type of help that we're providing at Willow, which is really kind of first starting with what the woman is experiencing, what, you know, we call it her life journey. Is she is she now facing a divorce? Did she just become a recent widow? Is she, you know, did she start a business and it's, it's become particularly challenging, um, you know, or is it just planning for retirement, wanting to get a financial plan in place, you know, in, in the midst of this. And also, you know, we are seeing a lot of wealth anticipated to transfer into the hands of women, you know, a, a lot of wealth that is in the hands of baby boomers right now um, is set to transfer to women in the next decade. And, you know, two thirds of the 70% of the wealth that baby boomers control in this, in this country is actually, you know, in partnerships and the women don't actually play an active role in the financial decisions. But, you know, we know that women on average are typically about two years younger than their met, their husbands and that they live about five years longer. So, um, you know, the majority of that wealth is set to transfer to the hands and we're seeing that too. So on the flip side, people concerned so much about, um, you know, having lost income, but then also inheriting sort of wealth and all the complexities that go through the gamut of that. So I, but to answer your initial question, I am optimistic that, you know, we are resilient and we are strong and that we will, women, you know, and women banding together, as you saw, you know, just recently with the challenge accepted, I think that we have such a strength and such a resiliency. If we're able to raise our hand and ask for help and get the guidance that we need, I think that we're going to make it through this and, 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 you know, and, you know, sort of, sort of once again, once again, you know, kind of defy all odds. Yeah. And I think what we'll definitely need more than ever is is we can ask for the help, but the help needs to be there too. So corporations, men, fathers, the government really uh, recognizing and for, for the first time in perhaps ever, really for the really putting their money where their mouths are and 
supporting women, supporting uh, work-life balance, and companies really not penalizing women. So often we hear about the penalty of becoming a mother while trying to climb in your career. And the, the further along I've been reading, like the further along we get into this pandemic, and maybe in the beginning everybody was empathizing, oh, working from home, everybody's trying to just make it work, and kids are in the background screaming, but it's not going to be cute anymore uh, It going into 2021. In other words, the, the sort of the empathy is sort of, you know, diminishing a little bit. And we're going back to that idea of like penalizing people for not being able to compartmentalize and kind of get focused and be productive, which is scary. But I like that you're optimistic as you have been running your company and as you've been working in financial planning and working with women, we talk a lot about the differences that women face versus men. You mentioned it, some of them already, just like the fact that we're going to be living longer. And so for that reason alone, we need to save more. What are some other reasons that women need to focus more on their money and investing than men? Well, you know, women are generally providing for not just themselves, but their families, right? In the next generation. So that's one of the main drivers of really needing to kind of take control, understand their finances and, you know, have a plan in place for savings, make sure that they have a a cash cushion, you know, recommended at minimum of three to six months, but if possible, you know, make that make that greater, that they've got savings and retirement plans, that they've got, you know, college, uh, college um, savings plans in place and that they have investments, you know, because to your point, they are going to be living longer. And, and they're also, you know, really caregiving and, and in taking care of so many people. And, you know, what we find at Willow is that it is, and this is backed up with kind of all the data and I think so many individual experiences is that, you know, women have a much, you know, when it comes to their finances, women are seeking advice and place a much higher value on human connection. And that's because they're so focused on life goals, on caring for family members, on, you know, taking care of the people that that means something to them of, of making a positive impact on their community. But at the same time, they lack the self-confidence in their own financial decision-making, their own investment acumen. That's why it is so important, you know, that we help to kind of empower them in the sense of giving them back their power and helping them to have the confidence that they kind of understand their financial picture. They understand the necessary steps that they need to take and that they're able to have a strong foundation. So in the midst of all this uncertainty that we're facing that, you know, to your point, when is the end in sight? You know, at least there's a really good foundation there. So when they get knocked over or something unexpected happens, you know, they at least have that strong foundation to go back to or know kind of they've got a financial coach or a good mentor and peer or a trusted financial advisor that they can turn to and get the guidance that they need. What is it about the financial services industry that has been falling short in terms of what women are looking for? This is a, a void that Willow is trying to fill and other companies like Elevast have recognized these this underserved market of women. What is lacking? A lot of it comes down to the emphasis on the woman and her priorities, her goals, and a trusted kind of personal relationship, personalized guidance. You know, so many women report 
who are working with financial advisors that they they are dissatisfied or they can't, don't really feel like they're heard. They feel like oftentimes, you know, if if they're working with an advisor with their spouse, that they're sort of sidelined or ignored in the conversation. Or, you know, women who are CEOs of companies and very knowledgeable feel like they're talked down to in meetings. And, and you know, that is, is really troubling. And I think that that's at the core, you know, because, because we are, um, you know, I met most women really are focused on, you know, our, our long-term objectives, our priorities, our goals, but it's also, you know, kind of what is going on on a daily basis in our lives and like the need for someone to actually hear us and understand us and to be able to meet us where we are, but also help us to get to where we need to be is so critical. And, you know, if there's just a focus, not that women can't understand complicated investment, um, you know, in, in financial aspects and, and investment decisions. But, you know, it's also a matter of just kind of understanding sort of what her daily needs are. And, you know, that there's an open and a safe space for asking any question that she wants to and getting the support while she's thinking about the complexities of, you know, taking care of family dynamics and, you know, saving for the future. So that's something that, you know, we are trying to address. And obviously, other companies are doing the same thing, which is great, but there's just not enough of it and there needs to be more of it. And public service announcement, women are better investors than men. Yes. So if there's any doubt in the room that you don't have the acumen to be a quote unquote good investor, you're wrong. I think, well, really that's what that's saying is that women generally, we, to your point, like we have a long-term view. We're not in it for the game. We're in it to be extremely thoughtful and have, you know, kind of stick to the plan. And we ask a lot of questions. And I think that that pays off for us because we kind of let the market do its thing as opposed to getting our hands in there and trying to like outpace the market, which no one can really do. So we have a lot of the inherent strengths that align well with investing smartly in the market. Now, Lacey, you come from a background where you're the daughter of a Cuban refugee and you say that your money mindset was shaped early on. Tell us about that. What was the what were the experiences that that created this mindset? Yes, I am, you know, really fortunate to have incredible parents, both parents, but my, you know, my father came to the United States from Cuba in 1960 and, you know, I was raised by a man who overnight had lost everything, but then through the power of, you know, education and hard work really embodied the American dream and was able to graduate from Miami High School as a valedictorian and get a full scholarship to Harvard and and go on to achieve, um, you know, significant success from a career perspective and really give a lot to his family. So, you know, I was given a lot of opportunities early in life, um, but I also was raised to understand the value of a dollar. I remember the first time that I accidentally left the lights on overnight and I've never seen, you know, it's the first time I sort of got my, a touch of my father's Cuban, Cuban temper and understanding, you know, that, that money is, we cannot waste money and money can disappear overnight. And so we need to be prepared, you know, for worst case scenario that we need to have that emergency fund, that strong cash cushion, uh, cash cushion, you know, because things can change dramatically. And as I think so many of us have experienced across the board, just with how COVID and this global pandemic has taken over our lives. And for many people, the loss of 
businesses that they spent years building, kind of whole industries. Um, so, you know, you always, although you, I believe in being optimistic and, you know, kind of hopeful, it's always good to be prepared for worst case scenario. That's certainly was shaped from my upbringing. The light. I think that's a true marker of any financially responsible kid growing up in a house. Like, because that was our generation, right? We did, that was before programmable thermostats. Yep. Tell me about your adulthood, like your adult relationship with money. And was it pretty early on in your career that you wanted, do you recognize you had this talent for helping women with their money? So no, it's actually, you know, Farnoosh, I, I've always been mission driven um, in terms of how I view my career. And I actually started in education because of the experience of, you know, firsthand seeing the positive impact that education had on my father's um, trajectory. And then our families, you know, I wanted, I went into the education sector to help to make a difference and increase access to quality education for, you know, all Americans. And then as, you know, I kind of progressed and got into my twenties and wanted to be able to buy a home and, you know, start a family and provide for my family. I was motivated, you know, more so financially. And it was at the same time then around the financial crisis that there was such an increased need for, um, for better communication and kind of empathy and, and help uh, with people who are struggling post-financial crisis. So I, I got in on the marketing and the communication side to kind of help people through that period. And then I had the opportunity to become a relationship manager. Um, and so I, I didn't take a very linear path, but I, I, you know, was a, I viewed that as a, not only an opportunity to continue to help people, but also, you know, to, to further, you know, the financial security of my own family. And I was fortunate that I was able to succeed a lot of it based upon the fact that I genuinely cared and was, had strong relationship skills and was able to build kind of trust and help my clients to identify their goals and, you know, to kind of work towards them. But, and that's when I saw really firsthand kind of from a professional standpoint, what so many women were facing in their frustrations with not feeling that level of, you know, per, real kind of care and trust coming from their advisors. And then I went through a, a personal journey, um, you know, challenges of, of, you know, becoming divorced and being a single mom and, and having been in the financial services industry at that point, you'd think that I would have all the answers and that I should have no problems of my own personally. But you know, the truth is I was struggling and I had a really hard time getting the guidance, finding the right advisors. You know, I felt very alone. And I, I then, you know, the reason and the catalyst for starting Willow is that I don't want other women to have to go through what I did because there are these amazing financial coaches. There are these great advisors. There's so many resources and, you know, we need to create more of them. We need to get better at it. But, you know, I've had this personal experience that I want to make sure that other women don't have to go through the same thing, that they can get the right personalized guidance that they need. And they can, you know, navigate these different challenges in their life and not feel like they are alone. What would be your advice for someone who, let's say a woman who's in a relationship now and you know, COVID is bringing a lot of truths to surface. If you had been debating your, your marriage pre-COVID, now you might be like, I need out, but you're, there's a lot of fear, right? To, to, yeah. to do that. A lot of that fear driven by financial circumstances, uh, 
too often women stay in bad relationships, even though they'll risk their happiness, but if they can feel like, you know, this is economic security for me, I'll stick with it. Any advice for women who may be in that predicament uh, to, to kind of give them some hope that it is better to leave, even if you think you're not financially capable? No, it's such a, a great question and such a hard question. Because, you know, when you're in that place, you think you have no options. And that's one of the reasons why I advocate so strongly for all women, regardless of their relationship status, their age, their employment status, to, you know, have sort of control over their own financial lives. Because that gives them the freedom, to your point, like the freedom to not stay or feel stuck in a marriage for financial reasons. Um, but if you are a woman who's in that place the, the truth is you can, you first want to take stock and sort of understand what your options are and kind of get a good sense of the, what the whole financial picture looks like and sort of start to put together a plan. But the truth is you can get through this, right? You can, there are resources out there. So a lot of what we're doing at Willow is working with women through these difficult transitions who are kind of starting the divorce process. Um, um, but there are, you know, kind of resources and guidelines out there. And, and there is, you can put together a plan to become econ economically self-sufficient and financially independent. So I would say that, that, that there is, in that sense, I go back to that there is hope because there is, you know, there is, there are roadmaps and you can start to take the necessary steps to get yourself into a place where you can, you can, you know, be on your own and you can be financially independent. And before we go, uh, Lacey, I'd love to hear, going back to kind of current events, what's happening in the world, I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, your predictions, the, your financial predictions. Um, I know no one has a crystal ball, but if not predictions, do you have, a, a, has, your, has it really shaken your belief system at all in terms of how to go about managing your money, uh, given that there's so much uncertainty, the world is changing? Should we be looking at our money any differently now? That's such a great question. <laughs> and it's a tricky one. Um, I, I do think the longer that this uncertainty remains, the more that, you know, I think it's, it's taking its toll on sort of everybody's belief system at some level. Um, and, and therefore, you know, I, I think it is really wise to, you know, to ensure, like I said, that you've got your cash cushion in place, that you've got your savings in place, that you have your financial plan in place and that you are, you know, you are diversified and you are sort of, sort of knowledgeable and on top of it because, you know, I, 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 I think it's very hard to predict, you know, what the future looks like. And I'm certainly not you know, that's, that's not my job these days to do that. But I, but I do know that how to help people kind of get the right foundation in place and sort of take, you know, the right, the, the necessary actions and the steps to be prepared for whatever may come. Um, and I think that that's really important right now. And that also, you know, and the other part of that too, is that our relationship with money is, is not just about financial. It's, so, it's very emotional, right? And this uncertainty and this stress, you know, adds extra pressure. So I think making sure that you have a strong foundation, regardless of what might happen and that you've got a plan in place and, and know that that plan is going to change, right? So maybe for better, but, you know, often for worse, um, is going to help you to be able to stand strong, regardless of what comes in the future. Thank you so much, Lacey Garcia. Hey, everybody, if you'd like to learn more about Lacey and Willow, they have a free consult they're offering 
free 30 minutes of complimentary financial coaching. Such a value right now, especially given all the uncertainty. Check out trustwillow.com. Lacey, wishing you and your family continued health and well-being. Harnish, same to you. And thank you so, so very much. Thanks so much to Lacey Garcia, founder and CEO of Willow, for joining us on So Money today. The website, again, is called Trust Willow. All this info is on somoneypodcast.com. You can grab the transcript, the audio, share the episode with your friends, and you can send me a question for our Friday episode, Ask Farnoosh. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I hope your day is so money. So Money.